Hello, loreheads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Netflix television series Arcane, or Act One of it, anyway. Yes. Which came out last week. Yeah, on Saturday. <laughs> now, real quick, oh. if you haven't watched the show yet, and you're coming here to decide whether or not it's worth your time, let me just go ahead and speak for everyone here and say, like, yes, you should <laughs> absolutely watch it. Uh, pause this, go to Netflix and watch it, and then come back. Uh, we'll wait. Yes, get the fuck out. Go watch it, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we are going to talk about everything, obviously. So, yeah. yeah. All right, now that you're back, we can get into some spoilers. <laughs> they all die. They're all and- gone. <laughs> oh, no. Not all, but most. <laughs> all right. Everyone give your best arcane impression. <laughs> oh, we should pick like a favorite line or something. Mine wouldn't be a favorite line. It would be that face that Vi gave to the one guy with the glare when she pointed at her yeah, glare. This that... will always mean shut up. It was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking along those lines. I don't have a, good, a favorite line. I loved the the opening scene or sequence of the first episode might be my second favorite moment of the entire show um oh shit yeah i don't really i mean we can talk about that more but it was just it it sets it just sets the tone so perfectly right it's just like yeah strap in motherfucker this is (laughs) this is not ruination right this is serious and we're gonna take it seriously (sighs) video games have come a long way since (laughs) (laughs) pac-man excuse me That's what I expect the news coverage for this show to be like. Oh my god, it probably would be. Oh man. When I played Pong. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's got uh, all those red tones and it's all dark and it's got like that gothic architect, like deco gothic architecture. It made me think of like Batman the Animated Series, which is like, I also love that, right? And it's like, ah. Anyway. I think my favorite line was probably Victor's. Oh, mm. this is not my bedroom. Oh my <laughs> god, that was so funny to me. A lot of people were talking about that on Twitter. Was the idea that like Victor's lie was no, I'm sneaking this man into my room in the middle of the night. <laughs> that's what his lie was. And Ryan, that's why everyone's shipping Victor and Jace. By the way, they keep trying to play it off like, hey, they're bros, and we're all like, no, you can't just have these lines in there and say that they're bros. Mm-hmm. Oh, they knew what they were doing. They knew they they absolutely yeah. knew what that was going to fucking do. <laughs> they gave know. them matching outfits too as soon as they became <laughs> friendos. There's I can't believe this made me like Jace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh not that I hated him before, but Yeah, I mean, I guess we can we can talk about it a bit, but this definitely yeah. seems like old lore Jace. Is that did anyone else kind of get that that vibe? The more like the more charismatic and I mean, he, less less of a dick sure yeah i mean he's i, I was laughing so much in watching this because like well i'm really glad we did all that jace episode because i don't think any of that <laughs> right. shit's gonna stick around <laughs> i'm i'm actually kind of curious what the time jump is gonna be like because yeah. i i would say that jace yes he's very smart he's very charismatic i wouldn't say that he wins everyone over though which is kind of what his old lore was like and i'm thinking you know act two is probably going to be a, a big time jump we're assuming and I think Jace being like a discoverer of Hextech, you know, he might turn into more of what we know from Jace. I don't know if he's going to, but. Well, and also when he inevitably loses 
Victor, yeah. then he'll never love again. And then he'll <laughs> we'll get the embittered, angry chase. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, right? Like, this act one is so much about Vi and Jinx, right? And the, the, the Victor-Jace and that whole relationship is just, that's at the outset and everything's so nice at the start. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess for the purposes of this, do we want to talk also about, because they did the little act two teaser right is that i did not watch it okay i we don't need to talk about it i can leave it un <laughs> un unspoiled <laughs> um, it's okay no no it's it's fine i think it's fine you know we'll, we'll handle it as we actually get the content right okay but yeah sure. i yeah, i think that's good. that's a good prediction in general is that you know things are only gonna descend from <laughs> from here uh. right <laughs> now real quick too before we get into the actual episodes i did want to just kind of touch on a few points about mm. the pre-show because I did watch that. I know that <laughs> my my co-hosts did not. I like had it open but I think I was watching like another stream at the same time or something. You had it open so, like, for the rewards. I had mm. it open for the rewards 100% which I got within five minutes but I kept it open after that. You and know I kept I mean? messaging you with like things that were happening in real time and you didn't see them until after the event was over so I'm sure none of my notes made sense. <sighs> no they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so but, can you believe this? Oh my god look at that. <laughs> I didn't realize you weren't seeing them. <laughs> John was like was like I don't know talking about their outfits like it was adorable like you were as invested in this as people get invested in like the fucking Oscars as they talk about what are you wearing? I mean it was Pulling okay. little Joan so Rivers. <laughs> Yeah, so let me, I'll get into it a little bit. Put John on the red carpet. I'll do (laughs) pre-show. Next premiere. So first thing that was amazing about the pre-show, the whole thing took place on the Riot campus, which obviously, you know, made me feel super nostalgic because, you know, I see a lot of things that, from, from the campus that I used to work at and it was very cool but it had been done up like straight up Hollywood. It looked so fucking cool there. Um, they turned the basketball court into like this giant movie theater with like a dome screen. Like the whole place was decked out. It looked great. Also, you would like you'd randomly see a mix of celebrity, like legitimate celebrities, like um, you know who is it? Like uh, Mike Shinoda was there. The I don't know who Lincoln Park frontman. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna know people's names. I'm very bad at like <laughs> actor names. Yeah, I'm kind of the uh, same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and they, I mean, they obviously had the voice actors there too, and mm. they got legitimate voice actors for for. I mean, they always get legitimate voice actors, but they they had um a lot of things that we've actually seen in in other things fairly recently as some of the voice actors. So I mean, it was exciting to see them just kind of on the riot campus too. Um, and then it was just cool to see like maybe not celebrities, but personal heroes of mine show up. Like, (laughs) Brennan Lee Mulligan fucking showed up from College Humor, and I could not believe that he was there. I saw him, like, walk behind an interview I was watching. I was like, oh, my God, is that fucking Brennan? Um, It wasn't just Brennan. It was, like, a bunch of the uh, the people from from College Humor, and I think more specifically their their D&D campaigns. But, like, that was super cool to see that he was there. That was awesome. Um. But yeah, it was it was very surreal to see, and especially when they did the interviews with Christian Link, who, um, if you don't know, Christian Link, he started the music department. <laughs> he was like the music person, and then he built the music team from the ground up. And he sings the Amumu song. He sings mm-hmm. the Amumu song. I mean, he's got a great voice. He was, um, I mean, speaking of Linkin Park, he was kind of in like the German, like, pop version of Linkin Park <laughs> in Germany before he came to Riot. 
Um, and then when he came to Riot, he started out in player support with me. He was one of the people who interviewed me. He sat right next to me in the closet that we were originally put in before we got our own <laughs> campus. Like, he's a super cool guy. And uh, it was just so great seeing him here now as, like, you know, kind of the creative lead of this entire project. It was yeah very awesome yeah um and seeing alex Yi there too um i had originally applied for like the creative team when i was at riot and it was kind of the first thing i applied to after i got there and alex Yi was one of the people who interviewed me and i kind of kept up to date on all his work too so again very cool seeing this project that they've been working so hard on and seeing like this really cool event that they had planned for it yeah i will say not from the pre-show but just the credits right seeing christian link executive <laughs> producer is like what this, mm-hmm. it is fucking wild like i didn't sit next to him obviously but it was still crazy just you know you'd see him around and very talk about like from the ground up right coming in at player sport and to end up there with this thing it's it's massively impressive and all credit to him and his team and everyone who's everyone who's worked on this fucking thing because this is this shit reeks of quality man yeah. through yeah. and through so. yeah they talked about how this has been six years in the making and i has this been working on when you guys were there yeah they okay. were talking about this back uh even in punta cana days i think yes i feel like i remember just little little nuggets that yeah. they would give you know um people outside of the project and i feel like did we know it was going to be about Vi and jinx i feel like we knew that there was some kind of story i don't know if i'm making this up or not i don't think we knew about Vi and jinx when we still worked there i think we got a couple things simultaneously like they mm. dropped the whole like um jinx character or uh, Vi character study rather like the short cinematic with her gloves at the same re- time yeah. as we learned that there was going to be a tv show okay i don't think they had connected those two yet at the point right. yeah yeah for sure right i think you know you saw a lot of the beginnings of it when they talked about that riot automation not automation i've been guess what i've been working on lately <laughs> the riot <laughs> animation uh kind of workshop right and how they were i i can only guess that some of that a good chunk of that six years is part of that right just trying to build out that pipeline because i remember that was a big goal it's like we want to be able to do this but obviously, we can't do six years for every every season. If we can, you know, <laughs> hopefully, we get more seasons. Um, uh, yeah. So the idea is to create something that you put a lot of work in at the start, and then going forward, you've got a really refined and honed process for getting these things created at a very high quality bar. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited because there are things that have been in the game for years that I'm sure you'll talk about in your theories. I think are <laughs> hinting at canon in Arcane, which is really fascinating to me. But do we want to go episode by episode? Is that what we were thinking? I kind of have my notes structured like that. Okay, we've just been like gushing, which I thought (laughs) that this was kind of what it was going to be, was just us talking about what we liked about it. But we can go episode by episode if you all want. Sure. Sure. And Mm -hmm. uh, super, super quick, just Mm -hmm. three three notes too from the, and also from the the red carpet event. (laughs) If you do happen to find a VOD, look out for a few things. Okay. One, Alexi's awesome suit. It was very cool. He had like a Two-Face outfit, basically. He had, except it was like a very classy, chic Two-Face outfit. It was like half the suit was one color, half the suit was, it was very cool, and he pulled it off. Uh, Also, if you watch the uh, Haley Steinfeld and Ella interview, they're the voice actresses for Jinx and Vi, 
uh, there's some fucking dude in the background of the entire interview just always staring straight at the camera. He's like some <laughs> random ass dude staring straight at the camera, moving in case any of the voice actors accidentally move in front of him. He readjusts so that he's still in frame looking at the camera. And no one ever came to pick him up <laughs> through the entirety of the this interview. Is, this is the riveting content you all came to the Arcane episode for. <laughs> just trust me. Find the replay and watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, also, just something I didn't know, uh, the voice of Vander is also the voice of Brom. I saw that. I, I was... because oh. I mean, all the performances... I. Uh, fucking loved and so i was just looking up Mm -hmm. who people were and and i was like man what have these people worked on before i was like holy shit look at that (laughs) (laughs) yeah very cool uh and then also if you get a chance try and watch the the advertisement in dubai i think that was all over twitter yeah because that video is fucking cool as hell they turned an entire skyscraper into a massive screen that was doing like a countdown for the show and Mm -hmm. it was very cool. It's like the Burj yeah. Khalifa, right? Or Khalifa, right? That's like the the biggest building in the world, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are all my pre-show notes. <laughs> now on to the actual show. What, uh, what y'all think? <laughs> well, I think we all agree that we all like all the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They were all great. I mean, I like I already talked about, the opening is, is an extremely, extremely strong opening. Very clear yeah. in setting the tone. Um, very strong storytelling through very almost. I mean, essentially no dialogue, right? The only thing you have is um, Jinx or Powder. Well, I'm just gonna call her Jinx if that's cool with y'all. Um, you know, singing this song, right? Uh, the lyrics of the song themselves already kind of hit, talking about the nature of the relationship between, I guess, Zon or Proto Zon. I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on with it, um, and or the Undercity and Piltover, right? And I just love. I love that scene playing over the scene. I love that it started with very explicit, you know, violence, like not gory, but just saying, I hear someone getting executed, right? This is the tone. Buckle up, Homestuck. Exactly, right? And then drawing it down to showing that it's a, a you know, a, from what we know is like, let's say we don't know anything about Lee, we can still see that it's a little girl who is essentially a little girl who has been told to, you know, cover her eyes as she's being walked through a battlefield and is seeing to not hear what's happening. And it's mm-hmm. it's very like, okay, I loved it. It's exactly what I wanted <laughs> yeah. from this. Yeah, I really liked that reveal that the singing that you're hearing is Jinx singing. And I'm assuming Vi told her to do that so she doesn't see the bodies around her. And it's really because this whole story is going to revolve around Jinx and her like mental health and problems that she has and it's all starting in like these few seconds sure it was really really well done yeah yeah i love that there's a little detail in that because something we've seen maybe from some promotional materials especially is that as jinx starts to really become jinx as we know her there's like those graphical sort of effects of like scratches kind of drawings being Mm -hmm. laid over things and that pops up here in this little bit where she you know seeing the enforcer it starts to throw a monster face just every just in him like a little x every now and then on someone's eyes or something it's just a really clear nice way of saying hey here's this the little seeds here's the little foreshadowing and groundwork you know we're paying attention right mm-hmm. yeah it's very cool uh and then immediately after this scene we see the youth climbing up what i really thought was going to be old how <laughs> initially too. i was like oh do we get to see it <laughs> yeah like old hungry or whatever i was i was certain that's yeah. what it was i was a little disappointed yeah, the howler's the 
the elevator, right? Is it right, hungry? Right. The descender, yeah, we, yeah. We've, immediately when we saw them climbing it, we were like, oh, were they climbing the thing? And then they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, I almost wish someone had, had mentioned that because I would have loved that, but still. Uh, yeah, it was so good. I love this sequence, too, because you're seeing the dynamic of the kids so quickly, mm-hmm. and it, it's really important for these three episodes. Their relationships with each other is, like, going to set the... Not even set the ground. It's going to put into motion what happens, and yeah the, doing that in a, it was they, they did it in a very creative way having them hop between these buildings and seeing who they all were as they did it yeah, yeah. i mean they don't waste time in this in this show at all generally <laughs> no. speaking everything is always very like the pace is always moving anything that's happening on screen is not wasting time or filling time and it's always informing things and that whether that's through actual dialogue and exposition or just through action you know it, it feels very purposeful and i think that's very strong and i was I was really yeah. liking it. <laughs> and, like, despite that, like, it never felt rushed either. Um, and, like, during times where it would make sense for them to, like, take a beat and, like, let something breathe, like, they always did. And I yeah. liked that a lot, too. So, like, yeah, every second was well utilized. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about the heist more, I like that they establish Milo as having the like having lock picking ability. It's a fun way to kind of undercut mm-hmm. it, where Vi you know, kicks the door in, <laughs> but then it also sets it up for later on when it's actually useful. And it's nice. It's like, hey, again, we're paying attention. We've got this all really tightly written, right? We know what we're doing. You know, I yeah. love that. And yeah. including the cupcakes on Caitlin's windowsill. I was so excited. Yeah. When I saw the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also that very nice. They have kind of a mirror in the very beginning when Jinx doesn't quite make the jump and is going to fall off the roof and you kind of see her falling flat, but then Vi reaches out and catches her. Like the the whole like position she was in was, you know, very kind of like a mirror to later in, you know, episode three Mm. where she's also falling and there's no one there to catch her and she's just kind of having that that straight free fall. But uh that's a great. nice, very early setup. Yeah, I didn't catch that at all, but you're absolutely no. right. That is a great... It's great. You're, you're right. They Again, they're paying attention. There's a shot... like, in, So they're in there, right? And she's got the Hextech crystal. And she's looking at mm. it, and it shows her reflection in all the little different shards, right? And I know that's a piece of imagery that they're really going for with her you know, her mentality being kind of broke. And I was like, there it is again. There it is. There's the crystal, and it's going <laughs> to fuck her up. And it's showing you just this little beat, right? It's like, mm, someone... I love it. I love it. Someone is absolutely paying attention to what's happening <laughs> on screen all the time. And every scene is important, right? Is the feeling I get when I watch this. Yeah. I lo- uh, <laughs> Did you have this moment too, Mark, where you were like, I threw out the whole three episodes trying to guess everything. <laughs> like they're in this office and we're like, okay, whose office is this? Could be Jace. Hmm. Could be Victor's office. Could be Heimerdinger's office. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The thing that threw us off the most, honestly, was after she opened the box and, and there, there were, were all so those many. crystals. We're like, oh, this can't be Jace's fucking office. He, he got like, one crystal to experiment on. That's not him. But. Yeah. Five in there. Yeah, I was I was constantly, you know, like a hawk just looking around the screen. And also, yeah. I mean, and to be fair, Riot knew people were going to be doing that. And yeah. There, there's, yeah. I love all the visuals sort of Easter eggs that they've constantly kind of peppered in. And it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's just very nice to like every now and then like, oh, look, there's there's Timo on an arcade. You know, there's a gin mask. You know, yeah. just little things, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't even see the gin mask. Oh, yeah. And there, it was like right next to, uh, what was it? Uh, Landry's Anguish mask too? Maybe. Oh, was yeah. it? I'd have to relook oh, at it because I got distracted. But yes, absolutely. 
Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know how you want to kind of dig into it. I'm just kind of like thinking through the things sequentially in my John's head. Got- little notes i'd say if you have any notes on episode one we can just kind of dump them as we go yeah Yeah. so i mean i I do have a kind of a note about the the chase scene um i mean so i right off the bat too one thing that i really liked about this is that you know they've got a big guy on the team yeah i think a lot of shows like this it would be very easy for that big guy to be like the comedic relief (laughs) who like can't quite do all the other things that everyone else (laughs) is doing he like falls behind when everyone's running away but fucking Clagor <laughs> is a beast. He's like swinging from the rooftops, jumping. Yeah. He's running just as fast as everyone else in the group. And when it comes down to fighting, he's 2v1ing them. Yeah. Like, no fucking problem. Like, yeah, Clagor is a, a goddamn tank. He's Absolutely. So he's the top lane that we, we, we you know, deserve, right? But not the one we need. <laughs> the top lane he's I the never other get. Top lane. <laughs> he's the I, I mean, other top, top laner. Laner. <laughs> I know. But yes, absolutely. I completely agree. In that, like, I love the, the, the action sequences, like in terms of the chase, kinetic, you know, frantic, um, tons of energy in it, dynamic. And then it gets in those fight sequences and they're, they're heavy, right? The impact yeah. lands. I do yeah. love, he's 2v1ing and he's like, he puts out like his foot and one guy runs into it. And it's like, someone knew that when you're big and someone's small, you don't move. <laughs> they just fucking get hit in the chest and collapse around it. I like as well that, so uh, Jinx is not sure if she can make it. Uh, and so Clagger's like, oh, I'll go get her, right? And then later on when they're kind of, I don't know what you described, they're kind of hooking down into the actual balcony, um, he's helping Powder again. And it doesn't like really yeah. draw attention to it. It's just like very obvious that that's a little bit, he's a little bit more, you know, he, he gives her more benefit of the doubt than say uh, Milo. Right? Milo, yeah. 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 Also, can I just say that Clagor picking up that one dude and just fucking body slam, <laughs> slamming him into the ground was the most satisfying. These thing. like these are children, and this is what it's like for for Zon children, which we get from the we always knew that from the lore. We've we've loved the Zon children. We've talked about that before, and they have already very brutal lives. And we you really see it here. Like they do not shy away. Vi just gets punched in the face by a fucking dude, just like immediately, <laughs> and she fights back. And this is just what it's like to live there. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if this was intentional or if this was used as reference for the the body slam, by the way. But do you remember that, like, old-ass YouTube video where that guy was being picked on in school? Um, <laughs> yes. And he just fucking picks the kid up and does exactly what He's, like, two did. times I'm the like, size of the kid. Yeah. I'm really curious if that was used as a reference because it was spot on. I'm going to have to go watch it again. <laughs> someone put the, someone put those side by side in gif or something. <laughs> I have to <laughs> check really it out. Great. But yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It, there's yeah. there's a lot here that I really like. I like when Jinx gets kind of separated and is running away. She uh, kind of fragged that kid. She's putting nails in that bomb. Oh my god, she uh, was yeah. gonna fuck him up, which is a, a foreshadowing for what she does later. Like she is not afraid to hurt someone. Yeah, she's afraid in a lot of ways. And her experiments don't always work, but she's not afraid to blow a bunch of fucking nails in some kid's face. Like Absolutely. she's ready to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, that's like you said, that's 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 childhood and Zon, baby. You know, you never know you get a knife pulled on you, you get blown away, like you know, makeshift claymore. Who knows, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's rough. I like that she names her things too. Nice detail again, <gasps> right? So like, cute. Ah, great. You know, it's very sad seeing how excited she got about a sandwich. In the, oh in the my shop. god, More that's so, so true. Yeah, 
Yeah, they were excited to find food. Yeah. Yeah, that Jace just fucking left there. <laughs> Privileged motherfucker. <laughs> just leaving fresh, perfect sandwiches around in your office. It's also good foreshadowing that he was going to be right back. That's yeah, true. We were, I was like, who Lee just leaves a sandwich there? And John's like, someone who's not going to be gone very long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know, Jinx probably should have noticed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I like the, during that scene too, where they mentioned about getting the tip from like Little Man. And like, in my head, I thought it was, you know, like any sort of like street moniker, maybe it was like ironic or some shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when when we saw, um, what's his name, Benzo for the first time, I was like, all right, that's probably Little Man. Especially when they were like, oh, Little Man did it. I'm going to go to Benzo's shot. I, I assume that was Little Man. And then you see Echo and you hear oh. Clagor call him Little Man. I was like, oh. Yeah. The sound that came out of my body when we saw Little Echo, like I'll never be able to recreate. I was so, I had no idea that baby Echo was in this. And he's perfect and precious, and I love him. It's probably what I sounded like when I saw Heimer in the, the trailer talking yeah. his shit. Oh, I think I said, like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And can I appreciate... Uh, I'm Heimer's in it way more than expected already. Even yeah. if he has this small of a role in Acts 2 and 3, I hope he's still in it. It's still more than I thought he was going to have. I really love that. Th- yeah. That was. I think that's hard to incorporate a character like Heimerdinger. His name is Heimerdinger, first of all. (laughs) I was talking to John when we watched it, because the very first time you hear his name, they say Professor Heimerdinger. And I'm like, can you imagine if you know nothing about League and you just heard the words Professor Heimerdinger (laughs) the first time in your life? (laughs) (laughs) And then you see someone's little head pop out, and then the weight of the head pulls his body into (laughs) frame. That's a gif already, too, and it's, it's perfect, and I love it. But I think that having him be a little bit more serious, because he has some some dark darkness. He's been alive a long time. He's seen some shit, and <laughs> he's not afraid to tell you about it. And it works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know we're dipping into episode two when we get into the Heimer talk, but it, oh yeah, I was pleased to see him in the so, the intro, the opening like title <laughs> sequence too. So I knew he was going to yeah. be around. <laughs> Hell yeah! So I mean, you know, to avoid jumping ahead, let's talk about the other most important Yordle from the first episode. Uh, sexy yordle. The portal. No. <laughs> that one sexy with the your makeup yordle. Does she have a name? I I don't think the so. The internet gave her a name. Oh, what do they call her? Honey, what, why are you looking at me like that? I think I already is. I think I thought I already said it. Is it is it hordle? Is that oh. what you? <laughs> oh my god! Internet. I, I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've seen Gremlins 2, this is literally, please Google Gremlins 2 girl sexy gremlin. gremlin. Or sex, sexy well, you know, gremlin. You don't have to say sexy gremlin. You're going to get a very different. You are, and you're not going to. No. <laughs> you're not going to regret it. No, you're going to get a different image. You're not actually going to get the girl gremlin from Gremlins 2. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very reminiscent. Love her, though. Yeah. She's really living her best life. That whole little sequence is a lot of fun of like the quickest <sighs> little slice of Zahn. Here it is. Here's what it's mm-hmm. like. Here's a Krug. You know, just little things, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what I like about that too is it goes into uh, that that scientist kind of guy, I assume scientist, maybe he's a traitor, having that kind of dispute with those other two, right? And they're very, uh, they're, they're shortchanging him and they're very like, you know, threats and intimidating and threats of violence. And, and I think normally you would expect that to be just sh- showing like 
it's rough here, right? These guys are hardcore and rough, and then these two are going to be real badasses. And then Vander comes in and sticks mm-hmm. up for the scientist or whatever he was. And I was like, oh, I love that, right? It's that you know, it's I like that more than just being like, oh, these guys are super tough because they can intimidate this little weakling guy. Like, <laughs> ah, no, nah. nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice touch, and I mean, another hopefully foreshadowing thing <laughs> in that scene, Vander referred to as the hound of the underground yeah (laughs) yes i think twitter has already kind of deduced who vander becomes and i'm sure mark already has his idea of uh where vander is going i had no idea yeah i mean Um, do we should we say it yeah we can talk about it yeah warwick (laughs) right yeah warwick Warwick. (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea i really didn't know warwick's quotes i didn't know his backstory so john told me some of the quotes he has in game that are tied to vian jinx which is buck wild to me that this shit was planted because Warwick's redo his rework was years ago yeah it was a while ago so that's very exciting yes I um you know I don't know just some of my general predictions I don't know if Vander's ever going to show up again as Warwick I I think maybe not like we will maybe get the slightest kind of tease or hint and that's kind of it yeah because I can't see I'll say a wolfman running around here but I, I I can. I think they can make it work. I think if they mm. can make Heimerdinger work in this setting, that they could make <laughs> Warwick work in this setting. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, too, and this is also skipping ahead a little bit, but that first scene where Eckerd took the potion and then, you know, murked fucking <clears throat> Benzos, like, that shot was, like, straight out of the Warwick trailer, where there's just, like, oh. this person there and then a flash passes by the screen and then the person's gone mm. like <laughs> interesting so i mean oh. he, he could fit in in that way i i think you're right though mark like i don't think we're gonna see him i think the best we're gonna get is a confirmation that uh, you know vander somehow made it out or like they took his body or something like yeah. that my yeah. guess is that's that's all we're gonna see will be a post credit scene and you'll kind of see singe yeah, more. Exactly. i didn't know that did that guy get called singe by the way he, he so he's credited he's in the, as it he's <laughs> Oh, he's credited. I as had sub. I watched again his subtitles, and he, oh. he's, yeah, in the yeah. subtitles he's referred to as singed. Okay, yeah. and plus he's blown up, so you know he's quite literally singed. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: I do think you're both right. I think maybe it'll be like a post credits kind of scene kind of thing if they ever hint at Warwick. But I also think there's a very real possibility that they've been re- like genuinely hiding a lot of the big shit that they want to happen later and Warwick could just kind of blast through and end up being a massive part of the I would love story it. in like Act 3 or something. I would love that too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, Because they have been misdirecting with the trailers a lot. So Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. already scenes that were in the trailers that didn't end up in Act 1. Like scenes when they were kids, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, see. One tiny thing that I feel like it wasn't talked about a whole lot. Um, for the most part, this whole series is very friendly for people who know nothing about League of Legends. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job at introducing the world and the characters in a way where you don't need prior knowledge. Um, the one thing that I think is probably going to be confusing, and it seemed it was actually, I feel like if I remember correctly, it was a little confusing for you too. Like <laughs> when Jinx throws all of the stuff off of the pier yes like i imagine there's going to be a lot of questions about like okay it's just in go the water get it now just fucking go get it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's there's and like there's a bit with um the you know the enforcers always wear masks when they're in zon um but no one ever really talks about it and my 
I think probably all you'd need is a throwaway line in there <laughs> about yeah. the toxicity of everything in Zon to kind of explain it to all to people who don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it maybe could have used something like that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know, I like, I think the breathers are a really nice touch at world building, but I do agree that it needs something to help establish it a little more. Or if nothing else, it kind of feels like when she throws it in there and there's even like a lingering shot on it, as though that's going to be a plot point or something that will come up later. Yeah. And maybe maybe it will, but for it to not get mentioned at all and kind of treat it as if, no, it's gone. Um, yeah, something to help establish it a bit more. I think it doesn't, you know, it could even just be the case that it's just sunk and we can't go get it because we're not able to, right? Like, I couldn't go yeah. down to the bottom and go get some shit, but, <laughs> but if it's for the toxins, then yeah. I mean, I know they kind of get into that a little with Silco's uh, monologue talking about, you know, the toxins seeping in, but, you know, that's so far removed from that scene that, you know anyone who can care so, yeah. yeah it's it's like years later it feels yes. like yeah. uh, right. when he's talking about that um i'm also really and this this came up in the chase scene too and in, in various other scenes I, I don't know enough about animation to know if they did do this but i'm really curious if they did something with jinx similar to what they did with enter the spider verse where she was animated at a different frame rate than vi because oh. everything mm. she does looks very clumsy even if she's not I wouldn't be able to point at it and be like, oh, this is something specific she's doing that's clumsy. But like mm. all of Vi's movement seems so smooth compared to her. So I'm really curious if she was animated at a slower frame rate or something. That'd interesting. interesting. That'd be a really neat way to try and do that. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, it, it looks fucking amazing, right? I, I, I yeah. don't think there's anyone who would, <laughs> I would be hard pressed to find complaints about the looks and then they've really done an amazing job with all of it. So if that's something that they did for um, you know Spider Man, then maybe that's something that they use here because there's some there's some similarities visually between those oh, yeah. two, more than anything, yeah. right? I so. will have one complaint about the animation. Go for it. And it's the two strands of hair on Vi's face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they're there. Please, I why are they? I was so distracted by the two strands of hair on her face. It was odd, and they were so persistently there that I yeah. really thought that they were a scar, and I had to rewatch. And then I saw like the shadow they were casting on her face, and they're definitely strands of hair. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but I mean, that's really my only complaint about Arcade is that there's two strands of hair on Vi's face that I don't like. <laughs> I also have one complaint about Episode One. Yeah, go oh. for it. And and this is like, I, all right. Again, I know nothing about animation or storytelling or editing, so <laughs> my opinion on this isn't worth a whole lot, but I'm going to give it anyway, because okay. that's what I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what we all do. The, I, I feel like it should have been recut, so Silco's scene with the rat was before Jinx and Vi's scene on the roof. Jinx and Vi's scene on the roof, where it pans out to all of Zahn, and it's like, they'll recognize, or they'll you know acknowledge us someday was such a fucking good place to end that episode. Them having another tiny little scene after it really, oh. <laughs> really threw me out of it. Huh. It was like if you took like a Marvel movie and you took the post-credit scene and instead of doing it after the actual conclusion of the movie and after the credit started, you like ended the movie and immediately just showed that scene and that's the scene that you end on. It was like, it took so much impact out of like the final bit of that episode for me. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, hmm. I guess in my, it's it's interesting you say that because as you were talking about it, I I almost had the order flipped in my head, and maybe that just speaks to how strong of an ending <laughs> scene that is. And my brain was like, "Don't worry, we'll just 
flip those two and there you go no problem so you know maybe yeah. I, I could see that for we sure we thought it was gonna end there we were like oh all ready to go to the next episode and then it kept going we're like oh, oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess we're not done yeah i could i could see that that makes i i get that for sure i guess if we're just dropping complaints i suppose um this yeah. isn't so much a complaint i'm curious just to see what happens because one thing I, I i remember saying to sarah as we were entering the third episode is like you know no one said zon in, at all they've said Piltover mm. a few times no one they said say under city they no keep one saying does under say city and they keep talking about the lanes but they don't say Zon and the other thing I noticed is that huh. they spend a lot Ooh, of time once. yes once at the very like in the third episode right but they don't okay but they also spend a lot of time even our Zon children uh spend a lot of time under underneath the the actual sky right they're it's mm. it's not really a big deal for them to speaking of that in sh- shot to get up above at the top of the city and look out over it. Whereas the sense I got from things we've read so far is that that's more of a, like an endeavor. You can't just be like, Oh, I'll cheer powder up. I'll take her up top. It's like, no, you know, you're lucky if you can even get above the gray. So, and that, and that, and the bridge, right. And and it seems like they're trying to kind of, it, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the time skip will help address some of that. Um, and help, help give us some more of the sense of the true geometry of the two cities, but it feels a little, it feels less vertical than I kind of had always kind of pictured them in more one side of the river and the other, right? Even like almost everything that happens aside from sequences down in like the last drop or Benzo's shop, um, you know, happen essentially on the surface level, right? So it's always a little weird where they talk about like, oh, topsiders in the undercity when it feels like they're they're mostly also on, on top. But I yeah, don't know if that's... I would have a hard time visualizing it if I didn't already understand a lot about Piltover and Zon. Like, yeah. if I were just an outsider watching this, I'd be like, under... What are they under? Like, they just, like, they're kind of next to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do We do get, a like, that great establishing shot early on after they finish the chase and they're going down, down, yes. down, down, yes. down in mm. Zon. But, like, yeah, in terms of, like, lighting and things like that, you always do feel like the sun's kind of... <laughs> there most of the time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I almost wonder if some of that's just maybe we need to, like you're saying, they really want to make this accessible, right? And trying to get into mm-hmm. just the just explaining the setup of Zon and Piltover as we know it is maybe too much, right? And it's like it's easier to grapple the idea of one side of the river and the other. And after the time skip and everyone's kind of okay, I'm hooked into the world. We can get into that a bit more and help better explain maybe that that's what's going on. I just really hope. I really hope we don't lose that verticality because it's such a strong yeah. it's so strong right it's yeah. it's like so we'll we'll see i suppose it's a big part of that oppression like it's not yeah. just financial oppression there's like a lot of different types of oppression that the <laughs> zonites have at the hand of piltover that's a you don't want to lose that yeah but yeah that's the only thing it just it felt weird kind of throughout a little bit of it but it it was very quickly quieted in the back of my mind because everything else execution wise is so strong and um, yeah. the only other thing I like about episode one, I'll say, I mean, that, that I want to call out is um, mm-hmm. that little sequence where uh, Milo and Vi are kind of talking about powder and she overhears Vi, you know, essentially kind of think, assumedly talking shit about her, but actually she's sticking up for her. And I was like, ah, that's a little shitty. But then she immediately goes and talks to her and, and mm-hmm. they clear up any sort of that. And I was like, oh, that, that's nice. That this doesn't rely <laughs> yeah. on, she just happened to leave right before she, her sister stuck up for her. Because like, no, they went and yeah. bonded again. And it's like, great. Yeah, was, that could have gone bad. <laughs> yeah, right. And that would feel like trite almost. Whereas yeah. instead, yeah. They're, yeah. they're separated for much more significant you know, reasons, right? So yeah. yes. I guess like we talked about in the Jace episode where a lot of that is just two people not communicating with each other. Yes. It's, you know. <laughs> it's never fun. This one, yeah, they talk. 
Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, episode, episode two. two. <laughs> I love how this one opens up with Caitlin so impressed that Jace braved the Undercity for that equipment. <laughs> and Jace is also trying to play it so cool, like, <laughs> oh, it's worth a little bit of danger, uh, while also being, like, really clearly pleased with himself. Uh, but meanwhile, yeah. immediately when he stepped foot in the lane, they picked him up as a mark, yeah. and then he got <laughs> he got basically swindled in his interaction, and also <laughs> Echo followed it home, and then he got robbed. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He went into the front door. (laughs) So good. I did not expect the like the the kind of big brother little sister Jace Caitlin relationship. It's it's pretty cute. Their little friendship. Yeah, I'd like to see more of it. I'm curious to see how it it continues in in the next uh, act because it was I did like it. It It's neat to see Caitlin. But you know, it's not the most. It's just kind of there a couple times, and I would like to see it get more. Yeah, you know, Mm. for sure. I'm curious if it'll carry over as she grows up. I'm also just curious to see adult Caitlin because she's so prim and proper and then but she considers herself kind of a misfit in her world where it's like, come on, like you're not that. Yeah, sometimes I don't even wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Pantyhose, I would never. I'm too much of a misfit. <laughs> I wear the slightly bigger hat. <laughs> Wait till you meet your wife, Caitlin. <laughs> uh. Uh, At the beginning of this episode, too, there's also that interaction with Jace and his mother and the mage. Mm. Um, And I don't think we have any... I think, you know, there's a bunch of theories abound. I don't Mm. think that anyone's landed on anything quite yet that I seem really compelled by. But I am really curious who this mage was that... One is chilling in the Freljord, two uses a staff, three has teleportation magic, (laughs) and four channels crystals for their magic as opposed to it just being inherent inherent um like it's a it's a weird combination of like parts of it are familiar to things that we know but then parts of it aren't like obviously rise has teleportation magic uh the visual along with the teleportation magic was way more aurelian soul though in fact it almost seemed directly pulled from aurelian souls like (laughs) login screen um Hmm. and uh so I have my own theory that I'd like to throw in the ring here. Please do. Who you else? think it's Aurelian Soul? Who else do we know that teleports long distances very quickly at the drop of a hat? Twisted Fate. Close. <laughs> Rookie from the Rise of the Sentinels. No, John! I think no, that this mage, no. the original... <laughs> Get out! You son of a bitch. You motherfucker. How <laughs> dare you remind me of that We don't say that trend. fucking word when we talk about Arcane. <laughs> Speaking of Rise of the Sentinels, real quick, Senna got done so dirty. After watching Arcane, like, I'm just so... I mean, obviously, this is six years in the making. They can't do that with every event. But, like, Senna deserved better than this. And Lucian and Viego, their whole story, like, goddamn. So part of... And and I was thinking about that today, actually. As I was looking at all of the things, when when I knew... I mean, we knew Arcane was coming out. Um, All I knew, or all I thought that this event was going to be was Arcane. That was it. I had no idea that there was going to be another visual novel with like hours of content that spanned all of the Riot Mm -hmm. um, properties. I didn't realize that there was going to be a new Legends of Runeterra mode that was like heavily story based with its own story (laughs) mode too. I mean, I didn't realize that there was going to be, you know, other games coming out kind of at the same time too. Like this event was way fucking bigger than I was expecting. And I think like, 
obviously you can you can say like yeah to time management this this was managed poorly with both these events happening the same year potentially but i cannot even imagine trying to plan two events of like this magnitude in the same year like normally like one of these events in a year is like who we're lucky we got the one so like see, seeing how much they're putting into arcane a lot of maybe the missteps of the rise of the sentinels makes more sense to me <laughs> Interesting. there were still a lot of decisions outside of time management that sucked but i feel like i'm i'm more understanding about some of the missteps now <laughs> knowing how much went into this interesting it's an interesting idea like maybe i don't want to say b team per se but just people who may have been able to offer more like a more veteran or skilled um perspective on some of these like like story type things you know things that we had a lot of problems with maybe we're just you know dedicated to other projects right and and not through like a a, a problem on riot side but just a known like we're going we, we're going to invest more of our resources in this this particular product than this other one is that i mean my understanding correct potentially yeah and and knowing I mean, I was talking to Rebecca about this, but if you watch the interviews with Brandon and Mark, I mean, I mean, you've seen, Mark, you've seen Brandon talk in front of groups before and do interviews. Like, he's cool as hell, right? Yeah. like I have never seen that man so fucking nervous. He was being interviewed <laughs> really? by Riv, and he was stammering through answers. Holy shit. Like, this, I, I think that, there was way more riding on this for them than I initially thought. Like, yeah. I, th I think this was huge for them. So, like, in terms of prioritizing one of these over the other, even though, um, you know, th this, the events, like, the graphic or the visual novel for this, like, they're not canon or anything like that. Like, prioritizing this over the Rise of the Sentinels event, which was mainly lore, mostly marketing, like, yeah, I can see that decision. I think the timing of it sucks that they were both on the same year and the lore event got deprioritized but yeah i think i mean i think that's what happened i i think they they had divested everything to this yeah i could totally see that i mean you know remember, remember ruin king was supposed to have re, you know released last year and maybe that was the, the plan the rollout plan was to have all that out before 2021 even started right and you know lo and behold obviously things happened and now they were kind of stuck in in in, in an unenviable position Right, but that seems like they made the right choice, and yeah, I, I can. I gotta go check out that interview. That's what I want to see because, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sure this oh. is this is a a talk about Worlds 2021. This is make or break right here with this, right? And I think this is that's why they're going so wide with the marketing and everything. It's like this is the chance to really yeah. become Riot uh, Entertainment, right? Not just Riot yes. Games, <laughs> yeah. So talking about episode two, I guess we'll try and reel it All back right. okay. a little. Um, I kind of mentioned it at the start, but like. This, I feel like Chase is almost a new character from the, the a lot of the bio and lore that we've read. So I'm really curious to see how he develops compared to how we know him, I guess. Because so much of this is just establishing... Right. This episode to me felt... You know, this obviously has the, maybe the most exposition happening around just getting everyone on board with here's magic and how it sits in this world, right? Still, you know, pretty quick and effective. But, you know, we don't... I feel like... We're not. What am I trying to say? Jace is still everything's still in this kind of infancy with him and, and Victor, right? And I think at two is when they're maybe going to get a little bit more, and we'll be able to see a lot more of what's going on with them as, as characters. Because a lot of this here is is pretty straightforward, at least in, in terms of how Jace is depicted. You know, he's an ambitious 
uh, you know, science guy, <laughs> and he 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 bucks the system a little, um, you know, uh, but not anything that's like su- nearly as deep as what we get for you know Vi and Jinx and and even Thander, I would say, you know, right. Um, and this this episode actually also answers a question that we had going into this about Heimerdinger because we were kind of unsure mm. at the beginning whether he was using a glamour but like we as the mm-hmm. audience maybe couldn't see it because we saw what the comic looked like because he's horrifying using <laughs> glamour and they don't want the audience to have to see that uh, but him talking to Jason saying like oh yeah I'm 307 years old kind of confirmed that like oh he's probably not using the glamour it's probably just him yes. Yes. and they're cool with yordles I am curious how they're going to backtrack on this because they are saying that this is canon yeah. so so what I'm curious about is if they're not going to backtrack, if, some, if something along the line, like something in maybe this show in the next six episodes is going to happen that is going to cause this fear that necessitates uh, that meeting. Okay. Now that's interesting. I had just assumed, like like you, Rebecca, that they were just going to say, hey, you know that glamour thing? You know, it's a little more fluid, right? <laughs> and maybe you could try and chalk that up to, oh, Piltover relatively pro- progressive as far as Runeterra goes and maybe they're cool mm-hmm. they're just cool with Yordles right whereas in say Bilgewater or you know where Kled is at they still use glamours but John I like where your fucking head's at on that one because <laughs> yeah obviously that's more interesting yeah exactly and that would tie more into what's actively happening in the show and it'd be a neat way to see this thing that we know develop in a way that we can kind of um, come to grips with you know and it's like oh okay that's why glamours happen that's why Yordles are hunted things like that you know that'd be real neat for sure yeah I like that yeah mm. talking about Heimer <laughs> as well so uh, for starters I love when he's I assume can we assume he is talking about the rune wars when he is I think that's safe yeah so what I like I for starters I love the renaissance style that they did in showing that <laughs> it's so effective I think for someone who doesn't still doesn't you know it's again someone who doesn't know League giving that style immediately like there's a context to it like okay this is a something that happened a long time ago right and even if you don't catch these 300 years old and also about him three being 300 years old i really hope this means that they are condensing the timeline down a little where it's like oh the rune wars weren't hun- like tens of thousands of years ago it's like 300 <laughs> yeah. years ago or something that was just enough to kind of start leaving the cultural consciousness where someone would be like well, maybe we can do it right this time you know it's like <laughs> you know instead of the first breath of- like Jax doesn't need to be four thousand years old right but like no. maybe 120 i could see that you know things like that yeah i i kind of hope that points to what might be happening maybe not be cool but- Yeah, I I like that idea a lot because having the league lore span the way it does really disconnects you from it so much. And so kind of shoving it in this smaller time frame, I think would be really, really smart. And then having a handful of things be like a Mumu can be ancient. He is from a completely different time, you know, and that's okay. But do they all have to? Be yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and and then I guess yeah. also talking just again about you know Heimer's sort of all the the discussion around magic. I was I liked that they brought this sort of fear and distrust of magic out of just Demacia, right? And it being something that yeah occurs in other places, and it's like. It's nice. It's nice to not have Demacia be the one place. It's like a, you know, an asshole over in the West. Like, ah, fucking Demacia. (laughs) It's like, no, it makes sense. I'm really curious. um, Do we have any idea what's going on with that robot guy who talks about his race being almost extinguished by mages? No, Brian. I have a theory. All right. 
Uh, I've seen a few theories, and I haven't liked most of them. Okay, but I have it, a theory, it's and not, it's not right. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, um, then you may speak. <laughs> okay, so I, other than obviously being, uh, you know, a force-sensitive robot who's after General Kenobi. John. <laughs> God damn it, motherfucker. Um, I think it's possible he could be a Bakai. Oh. What is that? Oh. So... The Bakai are the fail. They're essentially failed ascended. They're people who tried to go through the ascension but didn't quite succeed, so they didn't become super strong, like you know the, the NASA Cervernectin type. They got super long life still, but also like some sorts of like deformities to go along with it. Okay. Um, and given how much Zahn was tied to Sharima, you know, oh, in the Ashra Zahn days. Um, and the fact that, like, if he was part of Sharima at the time, like, yeah, absolutely, magic destroyed all of his fucking people <laughs> and his civilization, and it would make a lot of sense if he had some sort of deformity like that, why he's... Like, the thought is that maybe he's not a machine. Maybe he's covered in metal. Yeah. Um, that That's mm. that's kind of what hinges this theory on. If he's actually a robot, it probably doesn't carry water. But <laughs> no, if I, that's kind of like an exoskeleton he's wearing, that's, yes, that's, that's my Massively that's my augmented, right? Like, not, not just a <laughs> clockwork thing. I agree. I don't think... I assume you're, when you're talking about theories, people may be talking about something related to Oriana or Blitzcrank would be my guess, and I agree that that's not I've, what we're doing here. I've seen theories about him being the the race from uh, Ionia that we kind of see a little bit at the beginning when the kids are walking through the under oh, there's like really and they see those tall really guy. tall people with like the the masks yeah I yeah I that doesn't seem to really hold for me he's not that tall those those I think almost might be in reference to a specific Runeterra card um, like Keeper of Masks I think is what it's called yeah um, <laughs> and I thought that was just a little again little wink little mod yeah um I, I i would assume almost that this could easily be something that's just an entire an entirely new thing that they've invented here and we'll just see yeah. it play out um the, the the bakai um theory is an interesting one though my only thing i don't know about is because i know they've got some cards in runeterra i kind of assume they were all kind of insane and just horrendous bloodthirsty monsters as a part of the failed ascension process but maybe not like maybe there are people who who managed to um hmm. keep themselves so We'll and see. it would make sense too as to why he was able to rise to prominence in Piltover too, because he's, if that is true, he'd been there for a very, very long time, and all of the, you know, older families in, uh, you know, Ashrazan kind of rose to prominence and make the council now. So yeah, hmm. yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see reference to. Some of the, what's going on with the Piltover politics, the Medarda clan showing up again, a mention of Clan Pharos. Um, and the mention specifically talking about how they're kind of stagnant, um, you know, much like what was going on when Steven was in charge. Uh, so I think Camille, I mean, obviously Camille is probably going to need some rewrites to get her aligned with what's happening here, we would assume. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition to some like Jace's bio, obviously is going to definitely not updates. All those things are just out of date at this point, you know. <laughs> so um, maybe that was just like the slightest not of like, hey, we know, we're aware it's, we're changing things. Don't worry about it. We're, we'll take care of it, you know? But Yeah. Can, can we also appreciate for a minute how fucking dramatic those Piltover judgments are yeah. at the council? God, we laughed. Just, yeah, Sarah we laughed so thing. hard. All the lights turning off, and then that... I, as soon as the lights turned off, it's like, oh, single spotlight on Jace, and then boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. The of- council ended up, like, 
some of them are way more likable than I was expecting them to be. I don't know what it was. You just see a council with that dramatic of a of an entrance, and you assume that they're all dill holes. Mm. But I love Mel. I really want to see more of her. Uh, we haven't really talked about Mel yet, but I thought she was delightful. And obviously Heimerdinger. Yeah. And I like that when you meet Mel, she's like picking out those toys and... You know, the guy that's selling her to him is like, oh, yeah, that's for the sharpest minds only. And then she oh, picks God. one up and he's like, that one's for a child. It's like, perfect. Oh. And then it gives it to that other counselor. So funny. The setup for Mel was so good that she literally gets a toy to distract this old asshole counselor. And he immediately sides with her. Yeah, the deciding <laughs> vote. Yeah. The deciding vote. That that whole moment where like he looks up from his toy and realizes that Mel has her hand up and he's like, Oh, it was just so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mel's interesting. I'm I'm interested in Mel because, you know, uh my sense of my guess as to what she was gonna be was that she was gonna be pretty good. And she was gonna be someone who's very on the this like someone who maybe te- tempers Jace's, you know, reaching too far, but she's I don't think so i she's, mm-hmm. she's playing the game and she's out for herself and and to make herself the, the you know she's like oh she's super rich but she's the poorest madarda you know and that's what she's working on you know and i'm i'm into it i'm interested to see what she does yeah yeah definitely i i think she's going to i mean i think she's gonna lean towards villain but not like silco villain no. more like i feel like Silco's more like mad scientist villain i think she's going to be like Jeff Bezos villain. Oh. Like she's going to be the capitalist <laughs> villain of this group. I, I thought you were going to do a Game of Thrones ref or something, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. I hope not. <laughs> but man. I mean, she obviously looks way better. She's got that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love the. I'm trying to think what else. Because a lot of it's dominated by the. Because it's introducing the whole Hextech plot line, but I really like the conversation between Vander and Vi on the bridge. I mean, the, the, mm. in general, the animation helps the characters emote so well. And I do love that moment where she, there's like a pause and she just puts her head on his shoulder. And it's oh, so cute. Right? It's like a very, again, someone's just thinking about how people actually move and talk. They're not stiff. They're not just standing there, you know, as animation would be. They're moving and acting throughout. Like the entire body language even um, is, is just kind of constantly working to help, help us understand and communicate who these characters are. You know, and I, I really like that. And the entire mm-hmm. that entire ending sequence as well is like, I, I really like that too. Again, a very strong sequence when the music starts playing and you've got you know powder in the bar and Vander kind of trying to cheer up with the drink with the the shitty all bent fucked up straw, you know. It's like, <laughs> man, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a sign of the writing how they're able to make the characters not be very frustrating because i think in that scene with vander and and vi she easily could have gotten very mad at him i think but they have a more of an understanding moment and it makes the ending of episode three so much more gut-wrenching is the fact that all of these people with their flaws you very much like them and they (sighs) They're not, like, doing things that you're like, all right, you fucking deserve this now, you piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're really trying. <laughs> yeah, even, I guess this this is dipping a bit into episode three, but even even Marcus, right, who is, who is almost entirely just asshole antagonist enforcer, like, in kind of the start of episode three, he gets this, a little bit of, of a, a turn back away from what he's done. He kind of recognizes, like, whoa, this is not what's, what's supposed to happen. It's not what I signed up for, and... and 
seems to, you know, actually have a bit of regret for what he's done, you know, at the end, seemingly, assumedly saving Vi, like, out of genuine concern for her safety, right? And he tells, you know, like, if he hears you, he'll kill you. And not just chloroforming her just because, but because I ass- we can at least <laughs> assume he's trying to keep her from getting killed by Silco. I don't know. It's like, that guy could have just been... I mean, I assumed he was dead meat, but the fact that he got a little bit more of a... Uh, you know, just a little bit more depth to him. Even that guy is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a good opening to how Vi is going to get to where she eventually gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When when Marcus does go to the bar, actually, when they're initially searching for the kids, I thought it was very weird that, like, you know, they have this secret danger button that they <laughs> use in case they need it, which drops the monkey. But they don't... It seemed like they didn't necessarily have, like, a plan for what to do. There's <laughs> like hiding in the rafters, like and trying to hold on to pipes. Like they don't have like a hideaway room or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I guess it helps just it's like a lot of work to put into it to not have a plan. I mean, it also probably didn't help that they had very little time. You know, you don't know how much time you're gonna have when you implement that that plan. They didn't have a lot of time. You push the monkey button. <laughs> it worked out. So yeah, no, I, I got you. I, I follow you on that one. Also, at the very end of the episode, when uh, Vi goes to that, you know, the the room above, um, uh, what's his name, Bilko? No, not Benzo. Bilko. Uh, uh, Benzo. Benzo. Benzo's place. You know, in, in the first episode, when Mile was trying to pick the lock and she kicked the door open, I thought like, okay, that's just like a cool badass scene for Vi. But when she does it again here, I'm thinking like, Maybe she didn't learn how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a horrible disability. Look, man, it's, it's song. You don't get a complete education. <laughs> Some brats kick doors. <laughs> they like use doorknobs. That's funny. It's dirty. You don't want to touch that shit with your hand, man. <laughs> Pull back a fucking tentacle. I should have rewatched it because I, I really like that ending sequence um, when you're realizing what Vi has done. Because before then, the scene ends with her saying, what are we going to do? And I think he says, I don't know, or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. And sometime between then and Vander trying to cheer Jinx up at the bar, she has made the decision of, I'm going to take the fall for this. And I don't know, the whole Vander realizing it and getting going on the move. Yeah, it was all very good. Yeah. It's a very strong lead into the next episode. It's also a nice again, little yes. misdirect. I you know, I will say in, mm-hmm. across this whole thing, the 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 most of the plot is not that wild. It it follows a lot of the the lines that you ex- expect it to follow, you know. There's not a ton that's yeah. massively shocking and twist. I mean, I don't think that's a problem partially because the execution on everything is just so tight. But then also every now and then it, it does kind of tweak things a little, right? Less no misdirect there. Again, talking about they could have easily had, um, you know, in that first episode, Vi and Jinx just start breaking apart because her overhearing that thing. But they kind of undercut that. Just a few things that are are, are nice little. Um, you don't know exactly what's going to happen um, in the moment to moment, anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, are we ready for episode three? <laughs> I don't want to talk about episode three. <laughs> Oh, okay. There's one thing. Sorry. Um, I think this is episode yeah. two. So by the end of episode two, Victor and Jace have have met, right? And they've they've agreed to kind of work yes. on this. So I like the there's a little the little dialogue between Heimer and Victor, um, where they're talking about it. And Heimer has a line to Victor, which where he's like, "Oh, you know, if if 
imagination didn't you know tempt us to dangerous things, we would never be led astray. That's kind of a Victor perspective, just a little bit like, oh, maybe if we didn't have that imagination leading us, we'd just stay straight and narrow. <laughs> well, yeah. Nice. Very nice. I really like Heimer's kind of approach to the crystals and magic. I like that he's afraid mm-hmm. and he doesn't want them to experiment, but like the scientist in him still comes out. This happens in episode three when, you know, Jason, Victor figure out how to make the magic work. And he, you could see that he's still like excited in a way. And I, I really like that they still had that scientist in him that he was like, oh, okay, but also this is cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Like a, this, this could never be done, but even if it could, you shouldn't. And then they did it. He's like, wow. Shit. <laughs> nice. You actually but did wait, it. no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about three of them, very, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very early line in this one from Silco. You played the lap dog after everything we suffered. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Again to Vander. <laughs> I I like Silco a lot as a villain. The only thing I don't like is that he is a scarred villain, which is <laughs> something that like Bond always does. People have talked about this for so long. Like, stop making your villains disfigured. I'm I'm more forgiving of this one, just given where it came from yeah if he was generically scarred with him and vander but still he is still a scarred villain (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's still like it still comes from the need to help communicate to the audience what's happening like it's quick quick summary this you can tell with like this guy's evil trust us um Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah i I guess i like in each of these episodes them doing the little i guess cold opens like you would say of an intro of someone (laughs) you know it's kind of giving you the quick highlight of here's the the point of this Here's the episode in a little single scene, right? First one's all about this little three-way relationship between Vi, Jinx, and you know, the next one's like Jason is his his magic, and then this one getting into Silco and where he's coming from, and I and and then the opening in, in general, because you know, there's a level of violence that has been going on in the show, and and then it 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 cranks up a notch, right? You got to crank it. <laughs> it's like all right i really <laughs> liked um, it. <laughs> i liked uh so grayson that uh the enforcer kind of leader that vander's working with i like that voice actress already i i think she's in the expanse um and she, she, oh. they, they all do a great job but she had a really strong performance i thought so i was very genuinely surprised to see her laying dead on the ground at the start of that episode i was i remember thinking like oh shit okay here we go fuck yeah 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 that got really visceral yes. <laughs> that one and Vi got seeing the image of Vi as she's like hearing this and not knowing if Vander's the one being like ripped to pieces devastating yeah so one thing that I really liked about this scene I think this is technically at the end of episode two but we kind of deal with the repercussions in episode three but like we had talked a little bit earlier about things that the animation does really really well and one thing that I think they do particularly well is convey the feeling of weight um mm. Like, Vander is very just, like, solid. Mm-hmm. Like, any, even, like, you mentioned, like, Vi resting resting her head on him. Like, even then, you, like, you feel Vander's weight in just the way that Vi <laughs> just, like, rests her head like, on him. It's like, like she rested her head on a tree trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you see it, you see it everywhere. You get a great sense of every character's, um, you know, just, like, mass in this world. And, I mean, one of those characters is Benzo. And seeing him just lifted 
not even just lifted off his feet, just be in one place one second and then just be disappeared. He was carried off so fast. Like having two full episodes of establishing weight this well and then having him seem weightless in the face of this unseen thing was like very effective. Yes, I remember thinking the exact same thing because up until that point, I remember thinking I really liked, not that we had a ton of combat, but I really liked again like you said the weight of it it just feels very real everything moves with just a just a half a little hair slower than it would in like a punchier action flick right and, it, and it, i think that gives it a lot of you know credibility and then uses that to establish the danger and threat of something because it's it's easy i think for us maybe even as league fans in particular to think oh, okay so he's like a low rent mundo right like okay i can <laughs> they can probably handle this and it's like no 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 you gotta understand this thing is gonna fuck you up and i really enjoyed that for sure mm-hmm. is a random thing but in case you're curious and didn't have subtitles on or weren't listening at this point because i think it's only referenced once the drug is called shimmer i yeah i caught that too mm. and i thought that was interesting because we've We've seen that referenced elsewhere in Zon pieces, and it's, it doesn't do this. It is much more of a <laughs> no. recreational thing. Unless it's like, man, I don't remember anyone go. It's like it's almost like bath salts more than um, ecstasy. Yeah, right, is it a dose thing? Maybe. Well, who knows? Right. Yeah, I think like maybe if you missed it, like in some of the trailers, it's, it's a good question. Different. Yeah, yeah. You know, who knows? Because we have a time skip coming. You know, maybe it gets diluted. Maybe it gets more widespread. You know we mm. it's interesting too because at the end of three right there's like that big fire and explosion and it seems like much of their reserves would have been destroyed and and singed might you know at least be out of commission for a bit so maybe who knows right maybe they they have to work with a, a worse version of it or something that's more more refined maybe so that it doesn't have such wild effects who knows you know yeah um although my guess is that there's probably a lot of now that I'm thinking about it, like where the where the big explosion happened, like I'm pretty sure it, you know, was the factory that we had seen, but there definitely seemed like a very under the water portion of this facility mm, that allowed yeah. for viewing of the aquatic life. I wonder <laughs> I wonder how that fared. Yeah, it's a good question, right? I mean we we see it we see the explosion race down in there and I don't think it shows the glass shattering at all. So my assumption is that, you know, if we can hold up the pressure of all that water, maybe it's thick and enough that you know, it just kind of blows up some of the inside. We can only assume that Singed survived it, so maybe it's not as catastrophic as it would appear. But yeah, I love at one point in this episode too, when Jace is you know making his pitch to Mel as to why they should be allowed into you know Heimerdinger's room to get the crystals. He's like, "This is Piltover, land of equality and innovation." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like, equality, huh? That is a hot take. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, no, I, I remember thinking that too, but it, I mean, it feels very intentional, right? Like, because he is, he's shielded from it, you know? He's, he yeah. doesn't know. Part of the Talus family. Yeah. Speaking of, I'd like that we're getting a bunch of full names, you know? We, we got Jace, Jace Talus, right? And, and Caitlin uh, Kiraman now. Like, so some other full names. Is, so Jason and his mother, are they from the Frel Yord, Yes. Maybe they, I, I maybe they could I don't also know if they're be from or whether they were visiting. Yeah. Why the fuck? Nobody visits the friend. You don't vacation in the Freljord. <laughs> I mean, she seemed she seemed particularly un, I guess, suited for the cold if they're from there. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm very curious. She didn't even about have gloves. That. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people of the Freljord die in the cold too. You know. 
but you would assume that they were from it they would probably have you know be a little more equipped for it i i, I, think I guess i'm just i'm just very curious why the fuck they were there and like if especially if they belong in piltover i don't know i would have liked to have an explanation of why they were in this fucking wasteland mm. <laughs> want my theory yes is it about the rookie it is not about <laughs> anytime you Good. give me a theory God, I'm a little you bit... give one great idea and then all of a sudden <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Talus family known for their hammers maybe they went to learn from Orn learn yeah. how to make a real hammer I'll well, accept that yeah I'll accept that it's not it's, it's not I rookie accept- good, unlikely but, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I it mean... makes more sense than they were like having a vacay <laughs> yeah honestly honestly hey, some people go to Antarctica <laughs> yeah Honestly, I mean, we can assume that maybe his his dad died as a part of that that expedition. I got the sense of um, maybe it was almost like like an Ezreal type situation. If you look at uh, the in client archives experience thing, I don't know. Did y'all go and look at that at all? Jace's journal. Oh, I didn't check out Jace's journal yet. Well, I will. I guess I'll just. It's not. It's only a little piece of thing, but it does talk about him going in. Like he was in Sharima, and that seems to be part of how he kind of stumbled mm. on these crystals, which you know lines up kind of with what we know. Um, maybe it's the case that similarly his parents did expeditions out to other remote regions for resources and shit. Let's bring our small child to right. <laughs> fucking hellscape. That's why I like the family like almost vacation idea and that they just they got a bad guy. <laughs> they didn't right? know. <laughs> you know, they're marks, right? They're they come from Piltover and they don't know how to, to live in the world, maybe. Uh, they went down okay. to Zon Travel Agency. Yeah. <laughs> we got all this money. Where's a good place to visit? We have the best tra- thrill you'll travel. Trust me. Trust me. It's fine. Yeah, no. All right. We're uh, avoiding episode three. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I mean, that was in episode three. That's true. Also, just uh, another emote that I want is Victor's face after Jace asks him, are you sure you know what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he gives him that little like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I really liked Victor a lot, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see more of them. That's what I was trying to trying to say is I'm really excited to see that relationship really get hopefully a little more screen time and develop more in this this coming set of episodes. I'm excited, but very worried. And it's the only reason I'm not shipping them hard like everyone else is because I don't think their friendship is going to have a happy ending whatsoever if they're yeah. following. Oh, any yeah. of the lore i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely right you know i so yeah i don't always go in for the ship stuff i will say that um for victor it would be kind of interesting to do that just because he's so you know he's so opposed to the idea of being all wrapped up in human emotion and and getting into yeah. that sort of um you know jilted lover type could maybe be a way of playing with that but <laughs> i don't think that's where it will go i think they're just they're just science bros but we'll see yeah all right so I, episode three I fucking loved this fucking episode. I it's it is absolutely like raw despair, and I f- I fucking love it. It is raw despair is the perfect description, and it's really setting you up for future acts that anything can happen to anyone. And I I don't think that they'll kill like Vi or Jinx or anything like that. But like none of the characters are safe. None of the others are safe. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I I agree. I mean I. I would be. I think we mentioned. I talked about in the previous episode that they're probably past the the idea of killing a character permanently in lore and leaving them in game. Um, I think so. Yeah. But I think even still, right? You don't have to kill them to challenge them and no. or to put them through yeah. the ringer. And that's absolutely what this this shows. And I think just everything from about the time when Vi leaves is it just starts 
getting worse. And I just, I love yeah. it. I love Jinx having that breakdown when she just knows that they're gone. And, and it's just, it feels, it, it like, I was very surprised that the emotional beats hit so hard. Because I kind of thought that I would like this for being a lore fan and, you know, enjoy it for that. And then I found myself really like, man, this is really sad. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we started doing this podcast, by the way, before Arcane, because it made me more attached, uh, for sure. And now watching Arcane has made me more emotional about the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's made me feel more attached to the game in a lot of ways and the characters in it. But, yeah. Yes. I mean... I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know if we just want to start like digging into it. I love Vi, like Vi stand on the bridge, talking again about the weight, right? It all kind of culminates in that sequence where those punches yeah. land, and you know, I, I like the setup of even just the geometry of the scene, and that instead of her being kind of surrounded and then kind of coming at her one at a time, it's like no, she's she's posted up on a bridge. It helps her, her deal with these numbers, and yes. so there's more of a reason why it's happening. Blood. I was like, oh man, there's blood on those gloves and and you know she's starting to take punches and by the end of it you know she's old her arms are like hanging down by her sides right yeah. it's someone who who has a good sense of what boxing is like and then after about two or three minutes fucking exhausted <laughs> can't do shit yeah. and oh man is this ah oh. i just the moment of i strapping them on was just so cool because you're waiting for her to put these these makeshift her beginner right. gloves right? <laughs> before she gets the good ones it's just really great and jinx like being there and watching her sister and like i remember sitting there and being like I wanted Jinx to help, and then she does, and you're like, no, 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 not like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not how I wanted you to help. But yeah, that the whole sequence of the the crystal exploding. First of all, like the first time we see a hextech crystal, it explodes, and then seeing this little girl take like four of them <laughs> and put them in her little bag, horrifying. Like a really truly horrifying moment. I also like it, it makes it more realistic that they fear magic because they're they're playing with this crystal and we know what it can do. It literally like blew up a building. So that was great. But the what I, I liked from an editing perspective, what they did is the they kept showing the monkey explode yeah. and then if from different points of views and they go back to it several times. You get a full three three views of that one. Oh yes. it's so it's so perfectly timed. And each each time it gets worse. Each each yes. time it gets worse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It gets worse every time. Uh, and uh yeah, I mean, two things about this. Like, right before this, too, we were talking a little bit about the weight of Vi on the bridge, too. But again, with that monster, like, she's just taken out an entire bridge full of people. <laughs> and she's going in for, like, the kill strike on this massive monster. And, like, it was very anime, not even, like, looking at her, just, like, half a second snatch her out of the air. Like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. out of your depth, kid. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Again, absolutely. I, I, I was thinking that, too. I like. You know, talking about a uh, Milo lockpicking and, and very genuinely doing it, and even that moment of Vander like, "Calm down, you can do this." Right? It's just like, oh, I yeah. just feel. I love Vander a lot. I love Vander I know, so much. Me too. Man, uh, <laughs> the the fact that they were they were out, they were they were they were scot free. It just it's like, mm, just pepper on that tragedy. Excellent, beautiful, right? Because yeah. otherwise, you could make the argument that well, they were going to get killed anyway. But it's like, no, they were good. They had done it. Oh, man, oh, I man. agree. There are there are people who are claim like that 
they probably would have been chased down. But I, I agree with you, Mark. I think that they, they were, you know, they set it up to be like they were out. Yeah. And Jinx jinxed it. Powder jinxed it. Yeah. And like the look of happiness on her face oh my when the explosion God. went off and she was just falling, presumably to her death. I still, I'm still not sure how she got out of that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's but. a fair point. It would be nice. I assume they just kind of like, eh, you're so caught up in it, right? Like maybe that's something where, yeah. in hindsight show her landing on or in something to help kind of explain it but mm-hmm. yeah because vander didn't survive the fall <laughs> in, yeah in monster form yeah that's so. a fair point maybe he was already fucked up and on the way out but i don't know but um I think so yeah man god damn the after <laughs> that explosion and you've got the two kids have died, and I was really... I I, I kind of... Oh, I was so upset. I knew they were going, right? Like Yes. They were the bigs and wedge of this game, for yeah. sure. But I was so... I mean, the goggles alone, Vi's wearing them in her splash art, but uh, still... Yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to the, the quality with which they, they made you fe- feel for them within such a short span of time. And even, again, as League fans going in, kind of knowing, like, these guys are... I see a few red shirts in the mix. <laughs> Never heard of these folks. <laughs> yeah, but it still really lands. And I think part of that lands also yeah. from the way that the characters react to it, specifically Vi, when she is trapped under that door and she just is bawling. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, it makes me feel bad just thinking about it. It's just like, God damn. You can't tell if she's crying because she is crushed under a door or because she, what she's seeing or both or all of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Vander coming out and he, again, talking about that weight and he just starts trying like, ah, mm, I just get so hyped. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta slow down. I also like that after the explosion, we mentioned, you know, Vi stuck, Vander stuck, the the other two are dead. Uh, Silco, unharmed, uh, Deckard as monster, barely faced. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely true. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, I, I get it. Really makes me feel really. I don't know about both good and bad. I don't know. It, it, it really starts to land. Like when Vander comes out and he's he's standing up to that thing, and he, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm just like getting at a loss for words, just like trying to process it all in my brain, just thinking through all the little the little bits because I think that whole end sequence is so strong. And I, I guess my question uh, is to y'all is how do you feel about because I know they kind of intersperse it with cuts back to Jace and Victor making their discovery. Like, how do y'all feel about that? Do you think that that works? Do you think that that you know? I think tonally it is. It can be a little strange, but I love that we're 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 bouncing between people experimenting on a crystal and then we're flashing to people who were just killed in this devastating explosion mm-hmm. by this exact same crystal. So, I don't know, like you're seeing like the joy of people discovering something along with people just getting annihilated by the exact same thing. And the joy is the same in both circumstances. Yeah. Like mm. Jinx's joy is yeah. just the same as like Jace's and Victor's. And- yeah, almost like a warped kind of discovery type situation right yes and, and i think it, it puts a dark shadow on it because if the, if they didn't have this other scene with with vi and everybody and it was just jason victor making this discovery you would be like oh my god that's great good for you you guys are amazing but seeing this darker side of hex tech then you're like okay hang on yeah <laughs> i'm glad you made this discovery but hang on this might not be a good thing yes no i, I completely agree i think that serves that purpose very well i know it, it I remember my first, I was like, is this 
does this feel weird from like a, a tonal clash type? But I think mm. no, it's nice to show kind of the heights and depths with which you know it's showing for us things that we've been kind of told in episode two, right? About like magic yeah. is is dangerous. We already kind of knew that, but it really actually lands, right? It's easy enough to be like, oh, that's just funny little Heimerdinger. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's he want to ruffle his hair, which is probably Silly highly old man. offensive. You know? <laughs> Also, this was like a tiny little moment, but when they first went in to rescue Vander, and he's like, how did you guys get in here? There are guards everywhere. And she's like, oh, we we found an open window. And like the moment of realization, as soon as she said, we found an open window out loud was so great. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, no. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was great. And then, I I mean, obviously, the the kind of the the culmination of all of it is just that that last sequence with with Vine Jinx, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, um, it's the moment Vi realizes that Jinx is the one responsible. It's made me very um, angry at Riot for how they're kind of advertising a lot of this. I don't think you guys are on Twitter very much, but a big thing has been hashtag Team Vi or hashtag G- Team Jinx. And I'm like, why are you dividing it this way? This is a devastating tale of like these... <laughs> abused traumatized sisters and i i hate it i mm. hate that this is the pitch that they went i know that they wanted some kind of hashtag they wanted people to take sides in some way hashtag built over hashtag built over <laughs> hashtags on do fucking that i hate hate especially after this devastating ending scene of the television show of act one i should say fun fact <laughs> mm-hmm. Haley steinfeld voice actress for vi is team jinx <laughs> you know i i really sympathize with that you know it, it makes me think of this the sense i got when i was looking you know reading various takes and responses and people taking either side and saying oh this person did this thing wrong or it's like oh why didn't this person think this thing through it was like you just it's bigger than that right like we have to understand yeah. these characters are behaving in ways that make sense it makes absolute sense from their perspective and it's mm-hmm. it's it's not a, it, and it like i said it's just a tragedy it's just sad it is it's, yeah yeah they both it was an accident both did the and... best they could with the information they had mm-hmm. and the abilities they had and, and that, just nothing worked out mm-hmm. isn't that the best thing about it all right like because i know we've gone through yeah. think about like azir zareth think about those are, that's the one that comes to my mind the most where they're trying to create a tragedy <laughs> and it's like wait there's all these logical things that should have happened that didn't and you've kind of skirted yep. but this one is like no everything's taken to its very reasonable logical conclusion and it's and it's just utterly sad at the very end of it and it's the best it's just mm. yeah especially like even even jinx like yeah she was gonna stay put she was gonna do what vi told her until she saw you know oh my god vi didn't realize that i had these things and these things Mm -hmm. can help now i have information she didn't have so i'm gonna go help and like yep yeah. yeah, you know, and I think I think even if she she didn't, I don't think there's anything unreasonable to say. You know, there. I think it, it's helped a lot by the fact that they're they're kids, right? They're 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 kids, and kids don't always operate in the most logical way. But I don't think that's the. It doesn't even try and lean on that. I would say I think that can sometimes be a crutch when you've got poorly written characters to try and say, oh, they're kids, they don't behave logically. It's like no, they behave logically to their best ability, um, and mm-hmm. and then again, it just helps it feel very. Uh, um, right it just feels right it just feels like mm. ah, beautiful <laughs> yeah because what powder does i could i could see an adult thinking that would also help you know yeah yeah especially when you don't know enough about the 
the magic what you're, you're playing yeah, with. What you're, yeah, you know that it's powerful, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the final scene, too, with, you know, Jinx embracing Silco and Silco uh, being kind of paternal? Do you think it is a, hey, you've just been betrayed the way that I was betrayed, and we're kind of kin, like, you know, kindred here? Do you think it's more of a, I could use this, or like a combination of the two? I'm, sh- I'm sure some degree of combination, I think in, from a storytelling perspective, much more the former, right? Because that's, that's something that the whole episode is carrying through is this showing us this relationship that he had with Vander, right? And mm-hmm. how they reference feeling as though they're, they're brothers. Vander says, you were my, you know, you're my brother. And there's even, um, you know, someone kind of pointed out the, the scene of, you know, Vi holding onto Jinx's face mm-hmm. and as, and as to, you know, Vander's, you know, strangling Silco, right? In the exact same framing of looking dead on in the camera. And I loved it. I loved it because I I really was like, oh, it'd be real shame if he was just like, I can I can manipulate this person. I can use them to my ends. Because that's that's just very, you know, one note villain. But for for him to actually like see someone who's kindred and someone who he can help, right? It's like that speaks more to his motivations in terms of he's he he is genuinely trying to help in the way that he yeah. has determined is the way to do it. All right. And that's always the best, you know, mo- motives that are hard, you, hard to find fault with at their core, even if the execution does not match with what we would want. Right. Yeah. I think in that moment, it was definitely kindred. And I think that later as she's older, it might be more of like a control yeah. thing. Like I can use her. I mean, all of it's so devastating, but like what's really devastating about that moment to me is that Vi Vi just needed a minute, right? Yes. Like she I know she shouldn't have smacked her sister, but she just lost like three of her loved ones. She needed a fucking minute. <laughs> just a minute to like get away from powder, take a breath. She wasn't going to abandon her. I think that we we would all agree on that. I don't think that I mean, she, she was, was going back yeah, she for was her until back. she got chloroformed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, but I think even if Silco didn't go there i think if jinx had just stayed there and yeah, no one I else came around i feel like she would have gone back to her so she just in that in that one minute that she needed to breathe to just and she deserved to breathe <laughs> <laughs> she just lost her sister forever probably yeah i i completely agree you know and this is again back to your point of what side is there even to take here, right? It's just... There isn't... It's, it's team therapy, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's team... <laughs> please get my girls together. Get them a nice counselor. <laughs> Maybe a social worker. Please. Seems like a job for Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No. Mundo's medical plan. <laughs> He'd probably do better than everyone else that's been trying to fucking help him. So. Gosh. But yeah. yeah. I almost wish I didn't know anything about League because I feel like it would help make... Because I, I can... You know, you know where some of these pieces are going to end up and I feel like it would be even more interesting to come at it from the the perspective of, I don't know where the fuck this is going. You know? Yeah. Right? You yeah. assume, like, from an outsider perspective, this nine-story arc is going to end with... Uh, them getting back together like but as league players <laughs> <laughs> we know who jinx becomes i am hoping though that arcane does extend beyond the current jinx canon mm-hmm. i guess you know what i mean like we haven't done uh jinx's episode yet 
but I am hoping that Arcane goes beyond what's already been told. So then we maybe Jinx does end up elsewhere, you know, some other way. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see how it lines up because uh, her her character as it is in game is very. There's a lot of I guess there's also a lot of comedy there, and this is yeah. not a comedy show, so you know. Uh. No, no. Yet. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that'll be Act 3 Jinx, right? The one that we see in game. That kind of I would like, assume, yeah. Hilarious yeah. one, yeah. An interesting thing, too, because I know when we were watching the trailers and everything like that, one of the big things that people picked up on was the fact that, like, oh, like, her eyes aren't purple or pink mm-hmm. in these trailers. They're blue. Mm-hmm. But, like, Powder does not have blue eyes. Powder has gray eyes the entire episode, unless she's specifically looking at a crystal or at the very last scene when she's looking at the flames and they're glowing the reflective purple there. But like, I don't know at what point her eyes actually turn blue, but they're straight up gray. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was interesting, you know, talking about Mr. X, how, you know, there was promotional posters showing, you know, that shot of her eye peeking out from someone's arm. And what they showed in those promotionals was not what ended up in the show. Right, because I I think that it is shown as blue or at least that kind of gray in that poster, and what's in the show is a very different scene. So it, again, it seems yeah. like Riot's kind of aware of that people are going to really dig into what they get promotional wise and is willing to, you know, hold things close to the chest in some ways. Hmm. Yeah. I'm also curious too. We had mentioned the the fact that they had changed uh, Jace's ethnicity too, um, but like the. Uh, his eyes also going from blue in game to the brown in the show. I'm curious if they're actually going to end up turning blue too after the crystals or whether this is a a decision they're sticking with. I'm not sure. I felt weird seeing Arcane after our Jace episode when I said I'm a white man about Jace because he is not a white man in Arcane. (laughs) But I think it's because the voice actor is Latino, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not sure. But he's very white in League, okay? <laughs> I think some of it's, you know, Caitlin. I mean, I think that and, like, Caitlin, I think some of that's just to give them more distinct faces. And I think Caitlin in particular, it's, it's. I find it welcome just to say, like, because she has, you know, her in her base splash normally, she has a very generic face, you know? Yeah. And just give her something mm-hmm. where, you know, you can pick Caitlin out from a crowd now, I think. And yeah. what I assume, mm-hmm. the, the, it's still as I've seen of the post time skips. Like, oh, yeah, that's Caitlin. I can see her mm-hmm. now instead of just a nameless you know, generic face once you got rid of all the outfit, <laughs> yeah. like how would you get, how would you tell, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I wonder if that's almost the same thing with, with Jace. It's just let's make give him a more distinct look, almost maybe. Who knows? But how we feeling? We good. I'm feeling good. I mean, <laughs> I'm not feeling good. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I'm feeling I mean I mean yeah, this I mean I'm feeling excited. I, I, I will know, say I'm so excited. I went into this with high expectations. Obviously like yeah. even before seeing the trailers like I expected a lot from the show. The trailers made me expect even more from the show. And then the show still fucking blew my expectations away. So, like, yeah. I'm feeling very excited for the next six episodes. And I want to see adult Jinx so much, or teen Jinx so <laughs> much. Like, I loved Powder and I love seeing her, but I really want to see. Yeah. And I, I'm dying to see Vi and Caitlin interact. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, this is, it's, it's exciting for the series and it's exciting for outside of this series too i think like 
I mean, part of the big nervousness probably Brandon thought this is a huge proof of concept. And I think video games moving into a movie or television show medium has had very limited success in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we were still at Riot and the uh, the Warcraft movie came Ooh. out. <laughs> they were watching a that. gem. <laughs> they were watching that very carefully because up until that point, um, Blizzard had been kind of the gold standard for storytelling and cinematics. And this was going to be kind of a, a litmus test for could we do this? And after they made that Space Jam happened, um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I mean, I think there was a lot of nervousness and seeing the level of success that Arcane is seeing right now. Like, I think I saw that it was level their uh, the number one show in like 58 countries or some shit like that. Like, wild. Like, this, I think this is going to open the door for a lot more stories. Um, I think Arcane is going to be the start of what probably ends up being a, a, a hopefully really long and awesome line of future shows that tell these more intimate stories. Yeah, which that would I'd be great because that would give our podcast more life. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, always helping us out. What can I say? Yeah, you know? thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think... Hell, after each one of these, we're going to have to go back to all the champions we've done and redo <laughs> yeah. them because they're changing the lore. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We got content for years. <laughs> Get ready for the second episode, the second Jace episode in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that right away. We're going to talk about it every year. Yeah, yeah. No, I you you really... That's an excellent kind of summary of the, the situation, and I absolutely agree that, um, you know, I, I also had the, wor- I had the worry, you know, of like maybe I've... Sometimes you really look forward to a thing, and then you get the thing, and it's like, I kind of liked anticipating it more than having it. Yeah. Um, but this is not that. Even with such high expectations, I also was absolutely fucking floored. Um, I love the Andy cinematic, but this is, you know, that times a hundred, <laughs> right? Again, despair. <laughs> Riot is really good when they induce despair in you, and not in-game, <laughs> <laughs> but I can only I can only hope that we get more of this, and I I would be very very surprised if what we get for the rest of Arcane doesn't land as well as this does. They they always fuck it up. They always fuck up the landing. But um, I would I would be shocked if that happened. Yeah, me you too. Know? Yeah, I would run outside crying if. <laughs> if yeah. <that> <laughs> um, goddamn, <laughs> I, I, like applause, like absolute well fucking done on almost like I think every level right there was not a, any yeah. part of this that I can even genuinely complain about at best there were little things like the Zon setup and, and, and what's going to happen yeah. with that you know and who knows by the end of it maybe that will be addressed anyway um, but everything else is just fucking nails it I'm a fan of animation I don't know a lot about it but I like watching animated things and this might this is probably my favorite animated piece of content that I've ever seen I would say and yeah. I'm only a little biased <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's up there with Into the Spider Verse for me. I would say. I know it's uh, hard to kill Into the Spider Verse. It though. is very hard. Or knock that from number one. Yeah, I, I mean we bitch a lot on this show, Riot. If you're listening, <laughs> but like anyone who had anything to do with this show, like you fucking killed it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Literally, the only thing I complained about were two strands of hair on my face. So, <laughs> so fix that, please. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure grown Vi won't have that right. What if She'll she love, does? Like, learn to brush them. Oh. <laughs> Please, Mark, don't put that curse on me. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking first world curse, Sam. <laughs> Pilt over curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. I think we're done because so. it's been almost two hours. Yeah. I think we're done talking about act one of Arcane. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to chat about this more, we have a Discord now. It's pretty exciting. I will link that in the description so you can join our discussions yeah and if you follow us on twitter it's linked there too yes mm-hmm. we and also thank have a twitter. you to those of us who have already joined the community and started talking to us great. I, those I of know us. i posted it <laughs> i posted it on twitter i was like so nervous i was like two people are gonna join and they're gonna be like who's ta- why is no one here but thankfully <laughs> more people joined than that so our twitter by the way is at loreheads and we post these on youtube uh people sometimes chat in the comments there yeah for sure as well yeah everyone's been real yeah, nice you want to chat We'll be there. <laughs> very friendly, and I appreciate everyone who shows up and listens and all that. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Please yeah. stay friendly. I need people to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> team Jinx is going to come fuck you up. <laughs> no! <laughs> they can team, unite I'm on team. one thing, and that's fuck this. <laughs> I said I was team therapy. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'm fans of both. <laughs> all right. Join us next week, earlier, probably next week. I think we're going to try to get this out a, a little bit earlier. Um, and we'll talk about Act 2. 